for fun. This is another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is number 63, and I am your humble bumbling host, Mr. Cody Beekman. Today we've got the UK pop sensation Bryce Girls, Nick Miller. <laughs> hey, what's up? How you doing? And we've got the I don't need no Ross Stillity Mormeyer with us. What's up, guys? And today is, yes, it is, it is Father's Day. So today in the laboratory, we have the Pops. We have Tracy McMillan. Hey, guys. Philip Beekman. Hello. And Keith Mormeyer with us. How are you doing? Today, I mean, uh, just like last last year, we've got the, we got the dads in here talking about crazy hockey stories, talking about how they uh, they came up through hockey. So um, before that, without uh, we got no hockey day in history today. Sorry guys, but we do have a, uh, another scathing player spotlight from Mr. Bryce McMillan. So Bryce, take her away. All right, let's talk about these fucking zebras, right? <laughs> so, so we're we're looking at. I, I, maybe I should have like said no. Uh, maybe you don't need any hostility. That was pretty <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I think I'm kind of feeling right now what the players and coaches are feeling in the playoffs. To be honest with you, um, you know, there's been some issues throughout the playoffs where you're seeing a lot of high sticking. You're seeing a lot of uh, disregarding, you know, sticks, sticks in the face all the time. And I think last night highlighting the Vegas and Canadians game, you know, with Cordy Perry, just literally Marshall Saul just smacked him in the face with the stick. Couldn't be blatant at all, right? Oh, yeah. Like, no one knew what was going on, right? It wasn't like a stick to the, you know, the mouth or anything else. It was a stick to the nose. Guy's bleeding instantaneously, and no one calls it. Hence, Gory Perry. Yes, that's yeah, like his yeah, third kinda... alter ego now from what they've come yes. up with the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides Petri, right, in his eyes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, the same incarnate with Jeff Petrie's eyes right there. But throughout the playoffs, guys, and I know that you know some things get let go through high-intensity fast play in the playoffs, but, I mean, things got to get let go. I understand that. Let the boys play is what you like to say about it, but... When you're looking at, you know, overtime, where you're looking at, you know, third round, you know, right now, it's just, it's just a lot. How can you not be calling these high sticks, these tripping penalties? Um, right now, it just, I haven't seen repping like this in years where you let just things go like this. Um, and to me, it just, I'm not saying anyone's getting paid, but last night was an example where I think, like, if you were paying a referee in, in that team, like, that's as close as you can get. I'm not calling anything against, you know, Vegas or, you know, a lot of the times against the Canadians have just, I think you you know, for me, just being a referee myself and being in that position at a younger age I just look at that and I go, how can you not call those things? And when you look at the NHL and the upper upper levels of that, like, who is, you know saying that this is okay? You would figure out they'd be meeting with the referees on almost a game-to-game basis or round basis saying, you know, what is going to slide what's not going to slide? And to me right now, too much is sliding. It's talking about player safety right now because it's getting out of hand. So what do you guys think about it? Well, I mean, they need to start kind of not calling the ticky-tacky stuff, but, like, everything in in a more, uh, I guess, a consistent matter with, like, the high stickings and more of the blatantly obvious shit that happens 100%. So um, that's where I think that is, like, once again, going back to the few episodes that we've done where the player safety has been inconsistent the refereeing has been very inconsistent with everything they couldn't yeah they couldn't sell 
a white shirt with a ketchup stain on it to somebody right now. <laughs> like, they're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. It's kind of garbage. The problem I have with it is these, uh, I mean, these are, uh, like, uh, obviously super important games. And the lack of consistency in the referee calling is dictating these games. I mean, you even look back at, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, New York. 100%, yeah. Two goals were scored with six men on the ice for the uh, the, the, the goal-scoring the team. team. Yep, yep. Six, six men. I mean, I, that is the most easy, most, like, obvious, no red, like, no vague a penalty to call. I mean, you got six. You That's, got six players on the ice. You call a, a too many men on the ice. The only thing that they've been calling consistently is the delay of game when they shoot the puck over the goddamn glass. Yeah, they'll take. Well, they, yeah, they'll, <laughs> exactly. and, and they'll they'll take uh, time out of the game to talk about that till the cows come home. Yet yeah, you've got too many men on the ice. I mean, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning were both guilty of it, and and goals were scored. Both times those calls were missed. This is the playoffs. This is uh, this is not only when the players have to play the best, but the referees need to be the best as well. Agreed, hundred percent. And I mean, like when you uh, when you look at like uh, you know petty stick calls like slashing, how how soft a call can be these days in this new NHL. Yeah, I get it. Maybe calling something, uh, maybe calling something that wasn't a slash. Or that was a slash, or missing something that was a slash, but when a guy gets high sticked right in the face and his nose is just broken completely open, you got it. You got it. You got to take time to uh, and you probably gotta, like, think broken about. as well. <laughs> Look at Landeskog. Look at Landeskog all through the uh, playoffs, through the uh, the the playoffs with the Avalanche. His nose was a mess. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Like a forecheck straight to the head in that St. Yeah. Uh, in that St. Louis uh, Blues series. Right. Uh, cross check straight to the head. Not even a call. Not even a call. I mean, you can even say that. I mean, uh, Ross brought up uh, brought up the uh, knee on knee that Braden Shin had on Mika Rantanen. You know. Not even. It, yeah. This is this is not happening in one series. This is happening in every single series right now. Yeah, across the board, it seems like. And it, it's, I mean, at some point, yeah, you've got to, you have to find some, like, balance here. And we've talked about it with, you know, Grayson Cameron uh, mm. brought up an incredibly good point, is that, you know, where where do the players know where to draw the line when they're, when the calls are so, like, just unbalanced and consistently inconsistent? No, I don't, yeah. uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, I think the last, Four or five years of refereeing has sucked. This isn't a new thing this year. No. Remember last year? It was just horrible last year. It's been horrible for I don't know what it is. I don't know if the league's making them be blind or, you know, like basketball, you know. Magic Johnson, good guys. That guy couldn't even get a foul on him because he's the big dollar guy, you know. They don't want to see him, you know, foul out or anything like that, you know. Yeah. And it's the same way with hockey. It's to me, it's the last sport that seems like it's kind of been, you know, now it's bastardized or whatever. You know, it's just, yeah, it's starting to fall. To the it's going side. down. It's yeah. going down the hill. Yeah. You know, and, and until they start getting, you know, completely, you know, unbiased with their calls, whether a guy's making four million dollars a year or he's making league minimum, 
it's foul's a foul. Yeah. You know, yeah. a penalty's a penalty. It's just, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of really disgruntled with professional sports. I agree. And it's it's like, all about the yeah. money, man. Yeah, seriously. No, you know? I, I agree. It's very political. At the same time, too, oh. it's like you're looking at what hockey was in like the 80s or the 70s in terms of, like, you know, the penalties and guys not wearing helmets and things like that. You know, you just see these kinds of things happen and nobody would call it. You know, you're kind of seeing, like, old-time hockey happen in the front of your face where it kind of just takes in the, the stigma of hockey players are tough and they deal with these kinds of things. But when you're seeing, like, the cadre hit and what happened, you know, in the reverse hits a little while ago um, on the open netter with, you know, in the Canadian game with the Jets. Oh, you're with looking, Shifley. Yeah. hit, you know, you're looking at that, it's just kind of like, it's like roller derby. Unless someone's knocked out, like, bleeding or is totally blatant, nothing's getting called. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. is that like uh, the only reason why Kadri uh, probably got so such a large uh, uh, suspension is because Falk was out for the rest of the series. Yeah. And same with the Luke Evans. I mean, obviously Luke Evans is back now, but I mean, uh, you uh, like if if a guy gets up and uh, skates away, there's there's zero. There's hardly anything that is even done about it. Yeah, it's not like the, the Tavares where he got popped with Corey Perry's knee where it's an accidental thing. This was an on-purpose. Which blows my mind is that so many people got so up in arms about that, yet uh, not not a single person is talking about these other just completely blatant uh, uh, like injuries. Because uh, Shifley could have slowed down. We've already know this. I, he had enough room to at least slow down or either pull back. He he, he did leveled not, that guy. Yeah, but he did not have uh, uh, any strides within five feet of him. I've looked I've looked at it several times. He did not make a single stride into uh, uh, after he hit the uh, the the faceoff dots, which was five feet away. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. But what what I'm trying to get at here is that like it it's it's, it's not enough for these guys to bleed and be hurt but still play but it, it's it's a point where you have to be knocked out to really gain some sort of um, consistency yeah. that is the only consistency here is that if uh, a player is hurt there's some, something that something will be done about it but you've got these you've got these intrusive uh, uh, stick penalties like these high sticks and stuff like that that are falling to the wayside, and like I said, stupid like uh, too many men calls going to the wayside, and it's dictating the play of game. Isn't isn't the idea of a referee supposed to be uh, fade into the black, uh, show up when it needs to be, not when it's just convenient or just because? Referees are supposed to be part of the ice. Yeah. But they're supposed they have a responsibility to uh, continue the flow of play. But when your inconsistent calls are dictating the flow of play, that's completely a backwards to what referees are all about. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yo, Gary, Gary Bettman, listen, Bill Daly, hey, come on. <laughs> It's all gone down, on boys. <clears throat> no, well, yeah. I mean, hey, uh, obviously, uh, we could talk about this all day, but yeah, totally. I mean, uh, s- speaking of which, I mean, you know, um, Canadians up two, two to one, their series against Vegas. Who'd have thought that? 
Uh, uh, Me. Yeah. Well, the more Myers are raising their hands, the more Myers are raising their hands. I, you know what, I like it. I, um, I, I, I'm very spurned by, uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights right now, so I would love to see them just completely take it. Oh, dude, they, they were completely baffled. Or, or with the uh, inconsistent decisions of Flurry, he's a spaz. Especially, especially when he's trying to play the puck. We saw that in last game. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, you watch a lot of goalies. Uh, you know, Grubauer, for example, you watch him. It's, it's not a flashy show. He doesn't make great moves or everything. But he's always right there. He's a good goalie. Um, I realize Fleury's he's a good goalie. He's a winning goalie. He, his stats show it. But he, he's, he's all over the place. He's such a spaz. I mean, yeah. he's throwing his legs in the air, but he doesn't have to. Yeah. He's not under control, man. I think that's why Pittsburgh got rid of him, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I'm kind of laughing at Pittsburgh right now because, I mean, uh, look, who'd they get rid of him for? I mean, Matt Murray. And Matt Murray is in Ottawa sucking a big egg right now. And then right. you've got Tristan Jari coming in behind him. Ooh. And Casey DeSmith. Ooh. So, I mean, you know, yeah, Fleury is like a very erratic goaltender, but I mean, you know, he's been there. Yeah. You know, he's been there, and, and he can play the game. Well, then you got guys like Hashik and all of that that made it through the whole entire league that are just those beyond spastic goaltenders. It's like, oh, my God, you're just flopping around and somehow making all these magical saves and everything. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Part of me feels like we're kind of dealing with the rest of, you know, NHL fans, and the league's kind of doing is, like, brushing off Corey Price. And when I look at Corey Price right now... Carey Price? Sorry, Carey Price. Yeah, <laughs> Carey Price. When I look at Carey Price right now, I mean, the guy literally is doing everything he can. He's making amazing saves. He's keeping his team in the game. I think a lot of the times, they're getting outshot by at least 10, 15, 20 goals per game, I think, right now. And Keep he's still it keeping it up. Um, and, and I think just as NHL fans, as a league, we're all just kind of looking at it. And no one's really noticing this guy and doing what he's doing and just... Like, he's kind of just been holding this, the entire fucking country of Canada on his back right now. Well, you got to believe it. You know, he's, you know, he's also been on some bad teams, you know. Well, I mean, he's been a Canadian for how long? Yeah, and you got to believe, man. <laughs> In his mind, he's thinking, now it's now or never. Because, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you only, you, you only get those chances so many times in your career. Well, not unless you play on one of the, you know, the elite teams, right. you know. And uh, this guy's... He's putting it out there. He wants it. No. And I, and I think I think the reason why the league brushes off Carey Price so much is that like, let's be honest with you, the uh, past few years during the regular season, Carey Price has been lackluster 100%. to say the most. He had that good run though. There, what four or five years ago? Yes. Well, that's exactly. He yeah. was basically right. the top right. goalie in the league, but he played for a suck ass team. So. Well, yeah. You know, Sorry, he'd be the Montreal best of anything, team. but if he ain't on a good team, you ain't, you know. But still, he's he on was, squad. He, he gold was, medal, he's got a gold medal, right? He, well, yeah, but still, he was also facing still 40, 50 shots a night. Well, yeah, know, every you know. night. <laughs> two, well, every night, and he's only letting two in, two fifths. Oh, I know. So. I, hey, I'm not. <laughs> he's still I'm, keeping him in no, the game I, somehow. <laughs> don't get me wrong, Ross. I'm not I'm not down on the guy. I, no, always, no. I, would, I would love to have seen him here. Well, and that's why you pay that position 10 point. He gets paid 10.5. And that's yeah. <laughs> why you do that to stop all of that, what, 
fifty million dollars of offense. Yeah, it was that meme. Yeah, yeah. like why do you pay ten point eight million dollars for goaltending? Well, to stop $48 million of offense. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. And, uh, you know, honestly, and uh, and that's the thing about uh, Carey Price is that, um, you know, yeah, he's lackluster in the, uh, in the regular season, oh. but the man knows how to play big games. I mean, we're talking gold medals galore, you know, yeah. silver medals I mean, galore. He was the, he's the darling of Canada when they won yeah. the gold medals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he had the key to the whole country. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing is that you know, uh, and step up. Mark Bergevin has always said like if we can get into the playoffs, it's going to be completely different. And well, Bergevin's Canadian are uh, proving that right now. Totally, and keeping top you know I mean top of my head, I think about this and just as a you know the playoff picture. You know, I originally thought that we were going to be you know looking at the Vegas Golden Knights taking this, and you know. In four or five games is what I thought was going to happen. Oh, who didn't say four you know? or five games? Yeah, so I'm looking at that. I'm going, wow, these guys have I won. <laughs> you know, it's a tied series right now, one-to-one. You have the Canadians with a lead right now in the series with the game at, in hand right now at home. At the Bell Center. Yeah, so I'm looking at that. And I'm like, wow, this could easily be a flip-flop of what we saw at the Avalanche, like, at the end of the series. You know, and as as an Avs fan, um, I've got mixed emotions, actually, uh my dad, uh, my dad was saying it right, right before this. Uh, Phil, uh, you, you're like, I don't know if I want the Montreal Canadiens to beat the crap out of uh, uh, Vegas because, well, the Avs could have done that. It makes us look worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather lose. Hey, you know what? If you're gonna lose one, I'd rather lose it to the uh, up and coming champion yeah. than uh, another guy, just another team getting knocked out right. in the next round. Well, and that's what my dad always says. Hey, if you go into advance and you, that team beats you, and then they go on to beat that other team, it's like, well, and if it was a game seven series, you could have probably won that whole entire yep. the kit and caboodle basically right there. Yeah, well, everybody figured the those two teams were uh, the Knights and the Avs. But that was the that was the finals right there. Everything else would be as far as we're concerned, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the finals. At least to us, it was. Uh, still not over it. Oh well. <laughs> I'm a disgruntled fan. <laughs> the only thing that's getting me off the top of a building somewhere and wrapping off a bunch of caps is I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> uh, all right, let's turn our attention to the New York Islands and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning real quick. Uh, like, okay, okay, this <laughs> this series has just been a mess. Just, I mean, especially with the uh, the lackluster refereeing, the inconsistent refereeing. But then you got two Russian goaltenders that are like, I don't know. You got Vasilevsky, who's, uh, who, I mean, pretty much any dickhead on NHL Network is gonna say the best goaltender in the world. No. And then you got Simeon Varlamov, who's had such a weird career. I mean, uh, I mean, huge, huge in Washington. Gone to the finals, lost in the finals. Comes over to the Avs, like pulls his groin almost like uh, daily. Yeah. And then uh, you know gets gets ousted by Grubauer, and then goes to probably one of the most defensively minded coach and team in the world, and now he's looking better than Vasilevsky. You know, but uh, then then you've got the just like we said in the. Um, 
uh, in our uh, when we were looking at it with uh, with uh, Max, you've got a, a stout defense versus a high power offense. Yet, I think the Islanders have been playing a really good uh, defensive game, and okay. I've been scoring with Tampa. Oh yeah. Well, and you, you and I kind of always joked that they wouldn't be able to score more than like two or three goals, and they've actually like been keeping up with like the opposition by like t- doing tit for tat goals. Which is, which is a surprise because I mean you look at the New York Islanders' uh, entire regular season, like they're winning games one to zero or two to one or three to two if they're lucky, you know. But here they are scoring four goals a game minimum <laughs> yeah I mean it's 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 an interesting uh, situation and these two teams uh, well I, I honestly think they're gonna battle it out I really think uh, this is gonna go to game seven obviously but um I, I thought goaltending and uh, who's gonna dictate their play more is uh, was gonna decide this one but it's the referees right now are really calling it. <laughs> That's just my thought. I mean, I don't know. What do no, you guys think? That's true. But it should be 2-1 the other way, though, with the way that that game went. Yeah, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. I'd be the king of France. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Good friend. I just think that the Nelson line right now is just killing it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's just where I'm at. Stepped up so, like like spades I mean I mean and Barzell Barzell I mean the first two his first two series are just like this guy's completely uh, completely nowhere oh yeah but now Barzell he's Brett on Nelson, fire yep but he's just <laughs> Martin's even stepping up with his game and it's chippy I mean oh, it's, I it's, it's really chippy hey, I mean, he's always been chippy but it's been like he doesn't have that Tom Wilson aspect, but he does in a sense. If you get what I'm saying. Well, no, he's he's got a he's got that blue collar mentality where he's gonna stick up for his uh, he's gonna stick up for his players. Yeah. And if somebody gets in his face, he's gonna knock it out. And then you've got uh, on the other side, you've got like Pat Maroon and Yanni Gord. You know, uh, you know, he mustard sucker and you know, oh gosh, Pat Maroon sucking down that mustard. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you know, Pat Maroon and uh, Yanni Gord. I mean, Yanni Gord can walk into a, a room and everybody's already going to be pissed off at him. Yeah. Just because he's Yanni Gord. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, Maroon's just that, once again, that big body guy that just can, hey, I'm going to poke the bear, okay? I'm the bear. Go ahead, poke me. Let's well, go. Well, he's a I chirper, love, man. Yeah. He, he just, he'll, he'll talk your fucking head off and he'll get under your skin somehow. So, yeah. And, and you just look at the whole entire series. I mean, obviously, I, I really do feel like this is pretty equal, and it could be going to a game seven. I definitely my predictions are off from the last time we talked, boys, for sure. Game seven is where I'm kind of calling this one now, for sure. Uh, what you guys think? Yeah, dads. Yeah, I'm thinking most all of them are going to game sevens. It seems like anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, we, yeah, we've been looking at it like most game sevens. I mean, a couple sweeps, but yeah. everything's going to seven. Yeah, nothing hardly is sweeping anymore. It seems like. No, it's kind of the way you expect it should be. You know, with these high caliber teams, that the best two teams should be at the top of each division at the end. Yeah, you get to that round, it should be six seven. I mean, if, if you get to that round and you're pretty dang good, and you, you're not going to get swept. 
Yeah. If you do, you're lucky to be where you're at. For, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, you don't get lucky like that in hockey. You know? No. Yeah, some voodoo witch was fucking with some shit. Yeah, you know. some kind of bad greed or something. Right. Like my whole entire uh, thoughts and ideology about the Kings, one of the Kings Cup wins. <laughs> uh, that game five, like uh, the New York Rangers and the LA Kings, like losing in five, uh, that was just, I I think, so underwhelming. You know, yeah, just like you guys said, I mean, when you, when you get to, you know, like the, the finals, like the division finals, you don't, you don't want to see a team getting swept or going in five. No, no. You'd like to see it go to the... The, yeah, and, you know, do the full match because you know, yeah, that's what that's what it's all about. That's why they play that number, you know? Yep. Is the, you know, yeah, they want yeah. it to go that. I, no. mean, I mean, even for the league, that's money. You oh, know, yeah. it's 100%. like with St. Louis, you know, four games and they're out. Yeah. You know, that takes money out of the local economy, and well, sure. now that teams are being able to bring you know fans in, and yeah, well, yeah you and, want it to be that way. Oh yeah, it's like the final. You don't want it to go. Yeah, four games. Five yeah. games. Yeah, five games. Yeah. yeah, you want it to be seven. You yeah, want that you... seven, that, that, the, just the, you know, the magic of that seventh game. Yeah. Well, that's do or die, baby. Oh, yeah. You and know. to win it in a game seven, I feel the people, the, the players even get more, like, electric about the win. Oh, yeah. Even. Plus, you see everybody putting out, man. Oh, yeah. There ain't nobody mm-hmm. skating. You know, there ain't nobody on their heels. Everybody's on their toes, and everybody's going at yeah, it, man. Yeah, because that's uh, literally you know, the final do that's or it. die game. And that is it, man. And we're talking about the motivation that gives you as a team. And you're looking at the Canadians. They have almost, like, nobody in their stands right now. Yeah. Like, nobody. And you see Vegas with the fully packed yeah. arena, and they're getting that momentum. And you're looking at what Canadian, but, you know, the Canadians are doing right now, like, I'm like, wow. Yeah, they, they are literally just, you know, playing That's off of crazy. sheer just yeah. momentum and want for the cup, I think, right now compared to, you know. Well, that's you – know, That's just what I think was different about the series. And that's the best thing about Game 7s, man, is that every – like, all momentum is gone. There's no no one per, no one team has an edge. It's do or die for both teams no matter what. No matter if you're in the, you know, the enemy's building or in your own building. It's the same thing. You fuck up, you go home, you don't get the most illustrious trophy in history. Yeah. That you is sought you... after in every sport because yeah. there's only one. Yeah. Yeah, it's... you're either lifting a cup or you're crying over on the bench. Yeah, and it's and, <laughs> it's, 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 and like in, in a game three situation, uh, game four situation when you're up three games to one or a game five where you're up three games, whatever. It's, I mean, the total momentum. It, no, game seven is... It's either you do it or you go home for both teams. Yeah. And that's the way it should always be, I think. Well, and that's what I was saying with the Kings when they took every single game. They were down like three to one in the series, and they came back, and they just gave a trouncing to every single team. And that was every single series that they did to win one of their cups. They came back from a 3-1 deficit like 100%, and that was even in the finals. Just like, okay, when the Avs won, the, you know, their first cup. Yeah. You're in overtime a game, you know. I mean, how much better does it get than that? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, double I mean, overtime before a game yeah, for you. Know? I mean, yeah. how much better does You're it get crew. than that? Yep, I remember that one. One shot, man. One yeah. shot will take it home for you. Yeah, and, and what I liked about the second one is that it, it went to seven games. Yeah. You know, it, 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 had, the, it had the drama. Had the animosity, the yeah. two seriously the two best teams 
in the league for so many years finally coming to a head. I mean, yeah. you can't write that kind of drama. No, you that's know? Hollywood kind of crap. Man. Yeah, you know? movie stuff. Yeah, so. you're talking about 2001 when we faced off against the Devils, and they were top-notch. I mean, you got Steven Niedermeyer, you got Gomez, you got... Oh God, McGillney. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got McGillney. You got Bro Dirt Bro going Dirt. up his yeah. childhood, going against his childhood idol Patrick Waugh. Right. Best, best two goalies ever. ever. Yeah, I mean they're one and two yeah. and everything, you know. Well, and I think that's why you know I, I, I would I would honestly say because we're pretty much all Avs fans here is that we hold we especially hold that second one so dear because of just all of the surrounding factors and stuff and that's what fucking championships are supposed to be mm-hmm. you know a hundred percent dude yeah be a storyline to them well, uh, yeah. it wouldn't be a championship well and you i know, still just be another game you know and, have storyline. and i still yeah. love the the mantra that they had behind that mission 16 and yeah. they stuck by that whole yeah. they, they had yeah. a mission and to it was just so weird games. that that was the accent they took off the highway to the prudential center yeah <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> I, like when I, when I remember we were like watching it when the game went back to uh, New Jersey and they, they mentioned that and I was like I mean I'm, I'm like an 11 year old kid and I'm like well we're fucked <laughs> you wouldn't have said that out loud. Out loud. Oh, no, I would have got my uh, ass beat. Yeah, like, well, you'd have got another jalapeno underneath your tongue. Now I and now I am in love with spicy foods. Thanks. Yeah, love spicy food. You got me to thank for that. Huh? Absolutely. Thank you. Be eating, you know, white bread toast and you know, <laughs> white bread. In fact, in fact, I I used to cuss just to get a fucking yeah. Hey, hey Dad, uh, popping a. Another one of them jalapenos under my tongue. I'll meet you for it. You got any more of that Tabasco? Yeah, you dumb bastard. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. Oh, oh here you go. Open your mouth, damn it, boy. It's good. It's so good. He just walked off a big smile. Don't worry, I'll be back an hour later. <laughs> you fucker! <laughs> Come on, boy. I'm kidding. Well, if I have to. Uh, remember my dad telling me, nothing you say goes inside the house or goes in the car. <laughs> Stays right here in the locker room. It doesn't go anywhere else. I don't care for 10, 12, 13. It stays, in, stays here. No one that doesn't go in the car, doesn't go in the house. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's yeah, let's get into the dads because uh, you know everybody knows the playoff hockey, but nobody knows the dads. Well, they know one dad. Hey, I'm a returner. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm a second timer, baby. I'm a professional at this, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year. Well, so let's uh, let's put the rookies on the spot here. Um, we'll start with Tracy over here, just because uh, I got smoke in my eye and I've been looking at you. Um, um, so Tracy, uh, just like uh, just like what we did last year, we want to you know kind of get the background of uh, background in your hockey. Had like. How'd you first come about hockey, and um, how'd you fall in love with it, man? I don't know how far back you want to go. I could bring my parents into this, I guess, obviously. <laughs> uh, they were, uh, <laughs> folks are from Texas, raised there, and uh, I'm sure in the, in the early 60s that nobody in Texas knew anything about hockey. They probably thought ice hockey was frozen horse shit. You know? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, so my, my dad was a newspaper guy, and uh, he got a job in Denver, so they came up here, and he hadn't been there very long before one of the 
sports writers was walked in his area and offered up some DU hockey tickets. And so he went, yeah, whatever, we'll go. I don't know anything about it. So they went and to the first game, my parents with all the, I mean, back then, the way hockey was played with all the, the violence and blood and fans beating on the glass and everything, they fell in love with it for some reason. And, uh, Oh, you just—I mean—that's a—that's a hockey player's wet dream right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh man, back then they would have brawls, and I don't know how if anybody hears this. It goes, you know, to you back a long ways, but they had one penalty box, and you would have players from both teams after a brawl just filled in this penalty box. <laughs> that's crazy. But uh, no, it wasn't long after that my folks asked me if I wanted to play, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a shot, you know. I had no idea that it was, you know, just like big hockey, only a smaller version until I went to the, the DU Arena one day and uh, my dad had a, some business there and, and they were having a tournament and I, I saw this goalie walk by and he had, yeah, he had full gear on. I was like, man, he's just like a real hockey player, only miniaturized. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man, I want to do this. So, so I got in. I, I played from, uh, from squirts up to one year junior. I was an adult. I couldn't wait to, to get my kids into it. It seemed like forever, long gap of uh, not being involved in hockey. In reality was only about 12 years, I think. That's <laughs> so a long to, time without hockey. It is, you know. But, uh, you know, you just aged out and obviously wasn't, you know, good enough to, to move on to any higher levels. And hockey just wasn't that popular in Colorado at that time. But, uh, yeah, so I had to get my kids into it, you know. I had to get back. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, once it gets in your blood, man, it's there forever. Can't get rid of it for nothing. But yeah, him and his little brother, Bryce, and my other son, Sean. But, you know, just, that was everything, man. My weekends were all about doing hockey. <laughs> for sure. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and for me, just, you know, I remember, like, him taking me out to my first public skate. And first, just getting got some rental skates. Those ones that are always dull as shit. Can't get out there and do much on them. But I remember, like when I first hit the ice and having my dad behind me All just show me how to skate rentals. and getting off the the wall. There it was, it was definitely my blood. And that's from again, like you said, that's kind of when I took on to like, yeah, I want to definitely give this a try. This seems really fucking cool. I want to give it a try. Right. So, yeah. Other than that, you know, you've done tons of coaching. You have a level of three or four in coaching, and four. you've been. Uh, yeah, I got a level four. I'd like to get back into it. I just, uh, at this point in my life, I don't know if my joints and <laughs> uh, core strength has it, you know. But uh, I think once you get your sea legs back underneath you, it falls back in line. But, yeah, I'd love to get back into coaching. I, I got a level four. But, uh, I would have got a level five back then, but you have to, you have to travel out of state. So we only have that every few years, and you got to travel somewhere to get it. But, uh, oh. Well, and uh, I mean, going back to that DU, I mean, you you were probably watching Peter McNabb play. Uh, yeah, I saw Pete, Pete McNabb play. Uh, wow. I don't think I was old enough to realize it, but I believe I believe the first year my my like I said my dad got those tickets that first year. I think Keith Magnuson was still playing. Oh, rest wow. in peace, all the way, Keith. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. amazing. And there's some little history behind McNabb there that used to come over and party at the house and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, back then, you go to DU, you could just, uh, 
after the games, there's like really no security. You know, anybody can just walk in the locker room. You know, you just just get in line and go through. My mom always got a program every night. You know, they they always played Fridays and Saturdays religiously. So for some silly reason, every Friday and Saturday night, I had to go get a program signed, get an autograph by every picture in the program from every oh. player. I wish I had some of those today, but uh, no. And Murray Armstrong, uh, I got I don't know how many sticks and pucks from him. You know, just a real nice wow. guy, real happy to meet you and shit. And uh, yeah, and uh, just to walk around, watch these guys in the <laughs> locker room had a smell, not like the regular smell you would think, but all these. It's like some kind of berry ointment that they all had rubbed all over. <laughs> Unfortunately, it covered the sweat smell, you know. Oh, that's but, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but I, but I know I, I remember shaking Pete McNad's hand down there in the locker room and stuff. And, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good memory. But, uh, it was just, uh, oh yeah, with oh, the party. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, so the, all these older people that would go down to the locker room, like my parents and these, this other older couple my parents had tickets with there, um, they would invite the, the guys over for uh, Sunday afternoon brunches or parties or whatever. And, you know, partying college kids, you know, I'm sure they, <laughs> they'd welcome a free meal and a beer anyway. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, my, my parents, they uh, didn't want to have a big party, so one night they invited, I think it was like Tom Peluso and uh, Pete McNabb, and I think uh, uh, Mike Christie, I think was his name or something. They invited a handful of guys over and uh, for the afternoon. Just kind of sat around and watched these older people drink beer, you know. I think I was <laughs> eight or nine years old at the time. And it was just like, wow, big hockey stars sitting around like normal people. <laughs> Imagine Weird, that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, having having that life. I mean, being immersed in hockey like that's yeah. always a. Uh, it's it's it definitely changes your life, Keith. Let's get uh, let's get your input here, man. Where where did you start with hockey? Wow. At? <laughs> you know, it, it's really kind of funny because you know uh, we, me and Ross were talking about this. Oh gosh, several weeks ago and. You know, years ago, uh, we, when I grew up, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, they had a, a, a pro team, The uh, and I think Ross finally figured it out, but it was the... Uh, it was the Salt Lake City Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles, and they had a pro team with the, um, in the Salt Palace, it was called, and they also had the ABA team. Which had the you know the um, oh the, the Utah Jazz yeah Utah you know, ABA team you know uh, oh yeah yeah with the, with the you know the, you know the colored baseball yeah, you know, basketballs and all with the red white and blue right and all that and my dad was was so in tune with you know keeping us kids and all that but he used to take us to those um, games as as you know as as adolescents so we'd go to the you know the hockey games and to the um, and to the you know basketball games and that, but we used to go a lot to the hockey games. My dad just used to enjoy taking us as children, you know, and, and children I used to say, you know, um, 
gosh, you know, we were in junior high and high school, but we used to just enjoy the hockey games. You know, me and my brother, my brother was a few years older than me, and we used to enjoy going to the hockey games. And, and it was a semi-pro type of deal, and it just went, you know, to the there, and then we, you know, we got to uh, Denver, and uh, of course, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, they came to town, and oh my goodness, um, you know, we can't even say any more about the Grizzlies. I mean, it just took over our lives when we were younger. I mean, it was, uh, um, you know, Ross and Casey, and, and and you know, we just went to all the games, and um, you know, we we were we were quite consumed with all of that, and we just couldn't wait till the Avs, you know, came to town. We were we were quite consumed with a lot of that, and uh, you know, we were really excited. And uh, well, well, I mean, how many uh, how many Grizzlies jerseys uh, does Ross have well, now? I can't even tell you. You know, they're not very big jerseys. I I can tell you that much. They're not very large. You well, know, I've got the ones that he got me at the game, and he always liked that because it was something cheap that you could take home. Well, yeah, and I've got all my childhood jerseys. Right, still. but then the ones that I have now are yeah, those are. Very hard to come by now. But, uh, <laughs> Did some of them come with legs? <laughs> wow. Well, we used to get the foam, you know, the foam uh, 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 pad, you know, the grizzly paws. The paws, you know, because you used to have the deal where they come out and they do the grizzly, and then you had the big paws. And I mean, we were. We were in the playoffs. We were time. into all that. We were very, we were grizzly people. We, we were so excited about the grizzlies. And, and then when they started making the playoffs and all that, we were excited. And, and then it was kind of like, well, you know, yeah, we're excited, but. Oh boy, you know what? You know we're probably gonna lose this team, <laughs> and we did. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, lucky at that point. What it was like maybe four or five years after that, we got the abs. Right. Well, well oh, just within that time, it was it just was the year after that we. Right. Yeah. Well, the abs were coming, huh? and the uh, the Grizzlies were leaving to Salt Lake City, and it was kind of like we were, you know, we were so excited about the abs coming, and then but then all of a sudden it was. Just in that melancholy about the, you know, the Avs were, you know, coming in the Grizz, but the Grizzlies were leaving, and we really liked the Grizzlies. We were big Grizzlies fans. Right after a championship. Oh team. yeah, we were happy. You know, we plop what Puffley. Uh, um, oh, Palfy. Palfy, you know, Ziggly, and oh, we loved them guys, and they all went on to the NHL careers and. And we were we followed all those guys. We were excited about that. And then you know, back in the olden days, I used to follow the Rockets or um, Rockies, Rockies, and and, and and back in those days. But that was a long, long time. That ago. was a sad time. I mean, the, well, the Rockies okay, were just. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring up old well, times. Well, I mean, I, I, was, I was hardly put a gleam in my daddy's eye back then. So right. I mean, I. Like, but that was a time. But yeah, we did enjoy that time too. Back way back in those days but uh, you know yeah there are definitely some good times my 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 father-in-law he was a big Denver uh, um, DU, DU fan oh my goodness they used to go all the time so yeah I mean it's it's well, Jim went to school there yeah too. Jim went to school there but oh my goodness we just it's just started just getting more and more ingrained but the uh, yeah, the the Grizzlies really, I think, kind of got us ingrained, and you know, they we would go down to the um, 
uh, McNichols, but even before that, didn't you even see Gretzky play as well? We saw, well, we saw Gretzky and, um, oh, uh, in L.A. L.A. Yeah. We went to the L.A. Coliseum with there when I, I were, used to work in Cal, uh, Colorado, oh, or California. California, I'm sorry. And uh, we actually went with some friends there, and that's when Gretzky had been traded to the Kings. Oh. And, and and some friends of mine said, hey, you want to go see some hockey? And at that point, it was kind of going, hey, we don't know hockey a whole lot, but yeah, we'll go. And we went there, and there was the great one. And we went to this game, and my friends explained this whole hockey thing, and I'm going, yeah, I kind of know this, but I don't, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, this is really cool. And then my wife, you know, of course, she'll just, you know, the wives are talking, of course, which is it's, fine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, spending the day talking about the, you know, whatever. And then I'm sitting there talking, and they are, are playing hockey, and I'm thinking, this is cool. Um, and, yeah, they were playing up the uh, L.A. Coliseum, and it was just very, very exciting. Well, I mean, this is, uh, to see, like, the greats, like, yeah. Uh, Gretzky, and I mean, obviously, McSorley, Kelly Rudy, and stuff like I that. Think was playing for him too. Oh yeah. Yeah, not probably not Kelly Rudy. I don't know why I was saying that, but uh, yeah, I mean, especially to like, well, and I think I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I think we can all agree it's the first time when we saw like a uh, hockey game in professional capacity. It's like it's a completely different world. Oh, it is. Even from semi-pro to pro. Yeah. You know, from like you know, from college to pro. I mean, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole different world. So, what, what, what was the first game you two went to together? Oh, God, I think it might have been the inaugural game for the Grizzlies. Honestly, it might have been. Yeah, that they came through, and it was. Oh yeah, we got tickets all the time for the Grizzlies. It was, it was amazing. No, I see a lot of actually. I see a lot of similarities in in uh, in how you got into hockey to my dad. Uh, dad, you want to like refresh us how you kind of got into hockey with like the Dayton gyms and stuff? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, you're not off the hook, buddy. Dang, I, I did this all last year. I thought I was off the hook. <laughs> well, you know, I you know I grew up in a little town in Ohio and. Uh, we were close to Dayton, Ohio, and really the only hockey that we really got to see would be the Dayton Gems, you know. You know, you, we talked about how many channels were on the TV when I grew up, you know. A total of three? We, well, sometimes four at the wind's blowing around. Right <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, that hockey was on TV, you know, you, you'd see, you know, Boston or Detroit or, you know, and it was... To, to get into hockey, you had to want to do it, you know. It wasn't one of those things that, you know, well, you know, it's it's here. And yeah, you're yeah. born into liking it, but, you know, you had to you had to work at it, you know. And like I say, I played pond hockey. I, I didn't skate on an indoor rink until I was 18 years old. You know, we didn't have ice rinks, you know, like you do now. My brother, he played hockey, and they played in an old milk barn. You know, it once half of it had a roof on it, and half of it didn't, and they'd flood the, they would flood the uh, concrete, and that was the rink. You know, and uh, wow. it was it was hard. You, Did truly. you have to avoid columns? Huh? Did you have to avoid columns? 
Well, no. Sports. <laughs> that was, you know, that was the, you know, in between period entertainment. <laughs> Speed skating through the collars. Yeah. Not like today with those ice, the frosty ice girls. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the frosty was invented. I might <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing is uh, that, I mean, that it kind of seems like that's a real same thing for you, Keith. Is that like, it was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't really much of a, cho- it was more of a choice for you than just, uh, just like, like what my dad said is that you were born into it. Right. Well, yeah, you kind of, like, like you say, you, you fell in love with it. Once you oh, saw yeah. it, you fell in love with it. You know, I grew up around, it was football, man, football, football, football. Well, oh, freaking well, Ohio man. State. I yeah, mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I was like, okay. that. Isn't that where the, the football Hall of Fame is? Yeah. Is out in Akron, Ohio, isn't Canton. it? Yeah. Yeah. Canton. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my Canton, bad. Ohio. Yeah. My bad. Canton, Ohio. And, uh, yeah, it was football. Can we talk but... hockey on here? <laughs> Whoa. Easy. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Go Bills. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Go Broncos. <laughs> But yeah, and that's the thing is, um, I mean, uh, you know, if you're not born straightly into it, it's 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 an interesting way to uh, a way to get into hockey, you know, like really right. really so, uh, sorting it out and finding it yourself. Well, it's like I say, you got to work at it. You know, it wasn't like uh, you know you, when you started realizing things in your life, it was there. Yeah. Because it wasn't, you know. I mean, you had to you had to kind of get interested in it. The interest wasn't thrown on you, you know. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that makes a better. It doesn't make a good fan because I'm about the worst fan. That you <laughs> As well, my son knows. Oh well. Uh, I mean, hey, you know. I, I was gonna say three, three out of the six people here in this garage know all too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which three? Point them out, Ross. Don't take him out in the backyard and well, we'll talk about it. Tracy's witness to Okay, four. Four. Five, five. five now. Everybody does. The whole thing neighborhood does. Uh, to back up what Phil saying earlier, you know, is, is back then, is hockey is just unheard of unless you're unless you're into it or your parents are into it or unless you're in Canada. I mean, in America, it, it, it was just unheard of in the '60s and the '70s. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not a you know. The only hockey was televised was like on Sunday afternoons at two o'clock or something. Yeah, or yeah. if you're from Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, right. You had to look for it if you wanted. Hockey. Right. Yes, I could say you had to search it out. Search it, it yeah, Canada, yeah. yeah, Canada TV, and you were like, yeah. Right, and like I say, but you know, with four channels, you know, God willing, the wind's blowing, you know, it's like you might uh, get it. Yeah, you might, and you <laughs> might not. But that's what the thing with the Dayton Gems, they were an AHL team. You know? yeah. I don't think that, right. that doesn't even exist anymore, I think. No, they actually yeah. played in the same uh, same league as the Grizzlies, the IHL. Yeah. The IHL, yeah. Way, way back yeah. in the day. Uh, IHL's been around for, well, it was around for about 50 years. Yeah, so. it was one of the, you know, older ones. Because, uh, yeah, because the Golden Eagles... They went and moved to Detroit, and they turned into the Detroit Vipers eventually. Oh, yeah. And then that's when, oh, well, we got the abs, and then they just gifted the, basically that's the way I put it, gifted the Grizzlies to Salt Lake again so they have hockey. Yeah. Oh, totally. But also in terms of just, you know, thinking about trying to search for hockey, in Colorado, we're doing that right now thanks to fucking Kroenke. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, it brings yeah, me yeah. back, brings <laughs> back bad, sad yeah. memories to me. <laughs> 
you know? Well, it's better than uh, being like Giannis on last uh, year's oh, episode with the uh, mercury in a tube. Mercury in a tree. And, uh, yeah, mercury in a tube. With a tube. Up on a, yeah, up on a tree trying to get some Swedish hockey Yeah, some kind of Swedish regeneration. Yeah. <laughs> Have to go and take it down when the police uh, the police come around. Drive by, yeah. <laughs> That's just nuts, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Bryce, you asked you you, you asked uh, Ross and Keith uh, their first game together. What yeah. was your guys' what was first your guys game is? together? So I remember my first game really was when I was first getting into hockey. It was a DU Pioneers game. Uh, Mom and Dad, just kind of like how you did it, took me to a DU Pioneers game. Then I think later we went to a, a Avs game at Nichols Arena. Uh, I think that was against the Kings, if I can remember correctly. Uh, well, actually, the, it was the first year the Avs were here. It was the first time the Lightning came to Denver. It was at like Nichols. And you were a real little guy. I mean, <laughs> you were small, man. But, uh, yeah, our seats were up next to the ceiling. <laughs> Basically, you know, tilted your head right at the top of the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and McNichols wasn't forgiving back in the day. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. But, uh, no it didn't take long. I think it was another year or so after that, we got you into hockey. So. Got me into hockey and got me into uh, the Played Against Sports um, program there. Oh, yeah, um, And, yeah, I got the, uh, the old tears put on and... Uh, Nice Jofa helmet, and and uh, I remember the first time went on the ice. It was. I apologize for the Jofa. <laughs> I remember the first time went on the ice. It was uh, it was a pickup game for a hockey camp, and I was able to keep myself off the board, stabilize myself with my stick. But you know, at the same time, I'm just kind of skating around like this is cool. Like if I can get if I can get a hang of this, this would be a sweet game as to play. Like, I heard I heard yeah. through the grapevine that uh, you know when you went to your first hockey camp, you saw that. Everybody uh, was wearing these cool Bauer helmets, and you said you wouldn't go back on the ice without a Bauer. All right, yes, yeah, so I was a diva. All right, I was a diva about it. <laughs> Come on, some of, the some of the most storied hockey greats wore Joe Fabon. Okay, maybe Team Mussolini. Who else? Forsberg. Right. Forsberg. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, Forsberg. He was my favorite player, so I can't. Matt Sardine. But Forsberg came around with a Bauer, so it works out. Marty McSorley. Nobody in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, nobody in the Hall of Fame. Forsberg came around. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Most favorite player was Forsberg. Yeah, I want to be just like him, but yeah. Yeah. Just about Agreed. everybody who played on a Scandinavian national hockey team. <laughs> that, and the, then they went from wood sticks to fiberglass, and, and then you're flexing him in the fucking pro shop, and you're breaking them, and you're paying for him. Did you break one in the pro I, I did, but I remember sh my brother Sean one time before tryouts, it was like a PB tryout, just got a new stick, right? Never before used, and he gets in there, the Zamboni's still on, and all the kids are like, oh, sweet stick, dude, that's sick, and I flex it, and they're all like sitting around messing with that, it's cool, it's like the cool stick at the time of the night, whatever. He's flexing it and just snaps it, falls to his knees, and I'm watching him, like, at the promenade, at the blue ring, just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> snaps it, and he shows it to me, and I'm like, mom, 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 dad, dad, Sean broke his dick for tryouts, so you gotta get a new one. And so, thank goodness I think he had a backup, but then, thank 
goodness for you guys being freaking hockey angels. Got him. You be paid for the same exact stick and got a new brand new stick. Yeah, fuck man. I'm ridiculous. Go buy me some socks. Hockey dads are probably like, hey, hockey mom, this is the one you want. This is the one you want. I had, to, I had to rock like bare shin pads and bare legs for my first tryout. Ever. <laughs> and then here I have to deal with the two pieces that you have to melt yes. together. That's, uh, I, all, all my adult league was a uh, was a shaft with a wood pole. Well, there you go. Well, at least the great one played with one, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> our, uh, oh. I'm thinking our first game together was uh, the Vancouver Canucks at the McNuckle. Yeah. McNuckles. 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 McNuckles Arena. Double Arena. I, yeah, and it was a lot like it was a lot like oh. you, Bryce. Uh, after after going in, um, I mean, because it was like it was one of the first games that the Avs had played. And uh, him and I, we got to go, and I think the Avs won like six to four. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a good one to go to for the first time. Yeah, and after that, I was like, Dad, I want to play hockey. And after that, I mean, yeah, I couldn't get into um, couldn't get into ice. Couldn't get on ice for a while, so you played a lot of roller hockey. Yeah, because did was, really well. At matter of fact, your team was, you know, yeah, uh, and, pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. and. As soon as I could switch over to ice, I, I, I was like, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was Jesus. a waiting line. And yeah. I remember the first uh, first time you ever was on ice with equipment on was your IP up there at, uh, it's not even there now. Uh, the old Highland Hills. Yeah, the old yeah, Highland, Highland Hills. Highland Hills, yeah, I know yeah. where that's at. Yeah. That's where I first skated, right? That's where, yeah, I that was his, that's where he did his IP. I, I think they changed that to an indoor rink, and I played on that, and then they yep. tore it down, oh, I think after five seasons after yeah. I was it's playing on soccer. soccer. Yeah, it was it? an indoor oh, soccer. Okay. Yeah. soccer. Yeah, I thought they tore it soccer, down. Right. So they did the Palladium kind of, did an indoor soccer with hockey, yeah. but they just did the wow. indoor soccer. Wow. Yeah, they didn't want to pay for ice or put the expenditure for a children or the children. Yeah, because it was like it was insane. antique, man. That place was like antique. Right. Oh, yeah. It had been there forever. Oh yeah, that's where I played. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, yeah. like, um, excuse me? Yeah, and that's where I first put skates on, actually. It was actually, no, I skated prior to what we talked about. That was the first time I put on skates. I was four or five years old. Yeah. I played uh, the Ohio Hills? Yeah, the Hills, yeah. That's, a, that's actually where I first started skating, too, because uh, Nick Casa. Um, who and is I, a Raider in the NFL now. Went to school with him. Uh, him and I, we used to hang out every day, and we'd. Uh, oh no, they were best buds, man. I coached yeah, him at T-ball. He was like six foot, at fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we'd always go play like roller hockey and stuff. And one day, uh, you know, Nick's dad was like, "Well, instead of going to play roller hockey, we're gonna go ice skating." I'm like, "I don't want to go do that. I don't know how to ice skate." He's like, "Oh, it's just like roller hockey." And as soon as I went out there, I was the only one. I I just like I stepped on the ice and started flying around. Uh, Nick and his dad and his brother Sean were all ho- hugging the uh, hugging the boards. I was like, "This is awesome! You, you, you're totally right. This is easy." And uh, I, I, ever since then, uh, like I came home that day, I was like, "I want to do ice hockey." I want to like you know, uh, this just further instilled like what what um you know, what he had uh, you know kind of shot into me that first game. You know, is and and yeah, it was the weirdest thing because like. I just stepped on the ice and it was just like 
this is what I need to do. So much better than rollerblades. It's like gliding on literally water on a jet ski. He was like, he's like, oh wow, this is amazing. I can do whatever I want on these things with two feet. Um, but I, I take one thing back. Our friend Nick Costa did win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. And so I just want to just he throw that out there. He won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Well, he was on the team. He, he was, was on the on team. IR. Yeah. <laughs> he still got a ring. Wait well, sure he did. <laughs> no, actually, I think he was. Uh, yeah, he went on IR. Then he went on the. He still got a ring. He's the taxi right Well, I mean, well, look anyways, at Stamkos. Back to hockey. Back to football. hockey. Well, star Stamkos. Stamkos. Uh, <laughs> God, name dropper. Yeah, star fucker over here. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that one up. I couldn't call my Raider. Broncos Raider haters. He, he went to the good side. He actually scored his first touchdown against we the Broncos. We saw it. He did, yeah. We saw it. We had just turned it on, didn't we? Hey, let's see what Nick's doing and we had just turned it on and they were down on the goal line and Nick <laughs> it was like a two yard pass and Nick got a touchdown that's the only one I know I think that he ever got yeah was that was that touchdown yep I was thinking I was like dude that guy, that kid uh, that kid had to go to through speech therapy because he always talked like a baby Oh, yeah, he was, he was six like foot, talking to baby. Was, know, I'm shocked he even played football. As big as he is, makes sense. Oh yeah, but he was just the shyest kind of just. He really was, like, yeah, you know. And, all, uh, and Nick, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Yeah, but, man. Uh, thanks yeah. for. We don't talk football on here, but if you're listening, but, what's up? Yeah, if you're listening. But I, I just never thought he was aggressive enough. To do that, you got remember you guys went played him basketball over at the Y. Oh yeah. All he would do was throw the ball to you, and you go over there bouncing it all over the freaking place. Oh yeah. The second tallest kid in the team. Oh he yeah. sure he was man. He was like towered over everybody. Every time he got it, oh, he was like throw it to Cody. Yeah, I, like I even had, like towards the end, I was like, dude, you gotta stop giving it to me. I'm yeah, Cody tired. would be on the bench, and Nick would throw it to him. <laughs> And yeah, playing uh, playing uh, uh, Northern Lights be- uh, baseball with him too. Yep. Northern he was, Lights. He was yeah. He was just the shyest kid ever. And yeah, I mean, good kid, great kid. Man. I, I love that kid. Great family too. Yeah, uh, to Nick and family. the Costas out there. Great, great. Yeah, uh, very good family. Great people. Anyways, hockey fathers. Stuff, oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we've got an episode. <laughs> so um, I um, obviously. Throughout your guys' years of, you know, being hockey fans and stuff, you've got to have great stories. You've got to have some stories to tell. About us. About about us. About oh, you guys. Fuck. Uh, oh, no, we're letting it all... We're, le- we're leaving it all out on the table today, baby. No, you uh, don't want to do that. Well, yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> well... I heard no some, bars hold, I take that back. <laughs> I, heard, I heard through the grapevine that, Tracy, you were an accessory to a, to a crime in Canada. It's still wanted in <laughs> Canada, as a fact. <laughs> During a hockey camp. Um, you to the end. You got to please talk, enlighten us. Uh, well, yeah. What did I get? must have been, what, like 21 years ago or so? Oh, one or oh, two? Devin was a little girl. Anyway, well, so we went to... Sylvan Lake, Canada. There, you know, Alberta is the Providence, I believe. It, you know, the place is somewhere between Edmonton and uh, Calgary. And uh, so we're doing this hockey camp for the two boys, and you have to go over and tie the skates for the kids and all that. <laughs> Oh, I, oh yeah. Uh, do tell about that real quick, because oh, yeah. I heard you got. Uh, 
I heard you had a bunch of like nine-year-old uh, Canadian kids like uh, pulling your strings. Yeah, well, my 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 kids. I was you know, you know, here in, in America, I was my kids are one was you know one uh, age group below the other, so as peewees and and one is a squirt had to go tie their skates before every practice and game and stuff. And, and so we're gonna go to go to Canada for this camp and like. You guys gotta tie your own skates. There's no way these Canada kids ain't tying their own skates. I'm not gonna be the only dad in there tying your freaking skates, you know. And and sure enough, we practiced weeks before we went there, sitting in the living room. Tie your skates. Tie your skates. And uh, still didn't seem to get the hang of it. So first day of camp, we're up there, and I go in to tie skates. The kids, they had to have me do it. And as, as soon as I get done, they're all, hey. Mister, can you tie my skates? And I'd be damned if I didn't tie almost every kid's skates in there. You literally got roped into tying I every think, kid's skates. I think the only Americans there was uh, was my two boys, and there was a couple of people from uh, Littleton. And so yeah, I tied all their skates, and it, it, it was just I don't know if it was a joke or what, but yeah. <laughs> Why am I tying all the skates? Yeah, it, it was a joke. So uh, what, what happened was is that you know you know. I got the hang of it before we get out there, but my brother Sean is, and we're all on the ice at the same time. You know, it's like a 50-ish kid camp, and they had us in this old gym, and they made us breakfast, woke up at 5 a.m., we ran a couple miles, and we go do some exercises in the water, we go on the ice then, and as we're all fucking tired of shit swimming and running and all these things, we're just kind of like, all right, that's time to tire skates, great. So we get back into the locker room and sometimes it's case and I'm like, yeah, I feel pretty good about this. Sometimes it's case point in time, but then <laughs> my, my brother is in there and we're all tying his skates and yeah, at one point in time it was just, hey, Bryce is dad. Can hey, you tie my skates? <laughs> hey, Bryce is Sean's dad. Sean's dad. Can you tie my skates? And yeah, there was like good, there was like one day where you tie, I think, like 20 pairs of skates. I'm not even shitting you. It was yeah. He was going around the locker room, just putting like skates between his legs and just wrenching these fuckers up and tying them in knots. And you're good to go. Cool. <laughs> Slap them on the side of the leg and walk out of the next one. It was kind of weird, but yeah, yeah it was a joke. It was kind of funny. All right, so um, you got another story. Uh, let's let's get to the real nitty gritty here. So yeah, it's a uh, Sylvan Lake and uh, our our uh, motels. You know, about a quarter mile from the rink. So yeah, let's get getting these guys up, you know, go to their first session in the morning and yeah, walk out the door and there's a guy trying to get into his car. They didn't think much about it. He's he's struggling with it. He's you know, trying odd keys and things in the door. I thought, well, this guy has lost his key or something. You know, didn't think much about it. Went ahead and took him over to their their first session that morning is they could do their morning skate. Tied 10 pairs of skates. Yeah, ten, <laughs> 10 pairs of skates or more. And uh, come back to the hotel where they're on the ice the first time. And, and this guy's still still messing with his car. Now he's he's wrenching with his antenna. You know, he's going to break the antenna off to, uh, to try to get in the thing. And I'm like, what, what an idiot. I, you know. You're gonna break your antenna off just to get into your locked car, you know? Use it for a wire. Yeah, you know, we went inside, took a shower, and got ready for the rest of the day and stuff. And I walk out, and he's he's got his shirt off. He's wrapping it around his forearm. He's about to break window. I'm like, so I'd like step out, you know, run, go across the parking lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're gonna break your, you know, 
you know, break your window just to get in. He's like, well, I you know, I got the antenna off. I can't get in. And I don't know if you guys have any experience. Or who would have experience with bending an antenna wire back in the day? Remember antennas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to have them on the anywhere. roof. Grandma knows them quite yeah. well. But the ones, <laughs> on, but the ones these, on the car. What are these crazy antenna yeah. things? That's, that's some pretty tough wire, man. I mean, he had it bent up and stuff, and he, he still could you know, get it through the, through the window. I'm like, no, you know, let me let me fix this, you know. I mean, uh, you know, you can find a, a wire coat hanger, and uh, and uh, all the hotel had they were all wooden. They didn't bend so well. So anyway, we went to the the office and got a wire tent, wire hanger from the from the, the people that worked there. <laughs> another accessory. <laughs> yeah, another accessory. <laughs> yeah, and I just, you know. Then, you know, took a couple of times, I just took my knife and cut a little slot in the molding over the driver's window. It took a couple of shots, and then, bing, it took me about five minutes, man, and unlocked the door. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, whatever, you know, went on, and went back over to the rink, you know, got the kids, bring them back for lunch, and thing, and, and now he's over there, he's trying to, he's laying under the, under the wheel, trying to hotwire the thing and stuff. It's his car, you know. Whatever, I've done all I can do. So, uh, you know, had lunch and stuff, and went and took the kid. I mean, he, he's he's. I mean, hours have gone by by now. He's he's just fucking with this thing. Like a whole day. Yeah. So we go back to the to the second session of the day, back over to the rink. And, and, time uh, more skates. <laughs> yeah, time more skates. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, go back and. Uh, you know, the, the car's shut, the guy's gone and stuff. I assume he did what he wanted to. And, and there was this there was this other lady we kind of met there. She in the, the room next door. And, uh, you know, so we're, you know, dicking around outside and up front. And this lady comes over and she's all, well, did you hear? They caught those bastards. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So the, the guys that were breaking into that car. <laughs> 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 oh shut the oh, fuck up! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! So I guess the owner of the car happened by about the middle of the day or sometime after that, and, you know, ran across the guy, you know, trying to hotwire his car. <laughs> and I'm like, no. he said, yeah, well, there was there was two guys. There was one guy, one guy with uh, with brand new white tennis shoes, which were mine. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was me. Do the shoes look like the ones I'm wearing now? Said, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought, well, I guess I better go over to the local cop shop and explain myself <laughs> before I get arrested or something. I just think, you know, if anybody from Canada is listening, I apologize, but I mean, I was like, especially if it was that your, we're actually just yeah. waiting for the reward money yeah, to go yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna go take a ride in up, up in Canada there, yeah. Tracy. Well, you see, just re, you know, kind of. My question is, is how long does it take a Canadian to break into a car? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it takes an American to help it. Like, that's yeah. I'm everybody that heard is it. All the everybody that's you know the cops and the shop or whatever going like, Jesus, this guy. I guess to find out he was from eastern Canada and uh oh you can't trust those guys but I can just see the guys in the cop shop going here's this guy who's breaking in the car for hours it takes an American five minutes yeah. <laughs> that's great that's <laughs> like, hilarious how did you feel like why, why <laughs> the guy like the police station down, 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 down. 
Listen. The guy told me that's my fault. Like he pointed you out, like, oh, you turned your phone yeah, off. Yeah, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't think that ever happened, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just explained to the cops everything, and they're all, they're, they thought, well, that's cool, that, uh, you know, Thank you. I think your, your, uh, your statement's exactly what we need to, uh, pin the guy. <laughs> yeah. That, well, like, I mean, how did you feel Please. just walking into, like, a, for, a, like a foreign country's yeah, police I, station, like, literally thank you saying, that. yeah, I, I helped that guy break in. Yeah, the I, I didn't know what was going to happen, and but I, I figured, you know. efficiently, too. <laughs> but I, I figured, you know, just like, like Mama told you, just tell the truth, you know. <laughs> just be honest. And, you know, they were, they were cool. Everything was cool. It takes a, 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 an Eastern Canadian uh, a whole day to try and break into a car. It takes, Eight. takes an American five minutes to break That's into a American car. That's American pride right there, baby. Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks, Dad. It was a great trip either way. I appreciate it. All right, Keith. Uh, what do you got, man? What, like, uh, what, what, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of crazy stuff you get into? you got into? I ain't got nothing on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> At least not you're going to say. You know, you're, you're still in the country, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, uh, what, what would you say is probably your most memorable, uh, you know, moment uh, in, in terms of, you know, like hockey? What about Ross's hockey career? A good moment for you to watch him in. Well, you know, he he did a lot with the, uh, you know, of course, roller hockey for sure. Um, but yeah, he, you know, we we just support him a lot, um, just whatever he whatever he did, um, you know, just whatever he did, you know. And then he got involved with uh, you guys, and uh, we've just been behind him whatever he did, you know. So. Uh, like uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, what's memorable? Like, what's your probably most uh, like memorable a moment that uh, that you can uh, that you can maybe just take us back to? As far as like avalanche hockey and stuff like Any, that. Anything that has well, to do you with know hockey. What? Uh, Mother son think, hockey moment. Mm, hockey moment, boy. You know, one of the bigger things was, of course, the uh, you know the avalanche rivalry. That was big. That was oh huge. my goodness, huge. Huge, you know, because we used to watch that as, uh, you know, when we were younger, um, you know, that was huge, um, big time. And uh, we used to have, you know, tickets when we were, uh, uh, we had, had some fairly good tickets. When they were actually affordable? Well, Cronky. yeah, no, actually we had, you know, they were sitting, in, we had about... Um, we were in section one third, uh, one, one, 113, section 13. Right. Yeah. Damn, you never remember anything, and you're just spouting that off like crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah, they were right I'll there. I'll tell you what, I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had some decent tickets there. And, uh, well, because yeah. it was you and Cousin Tim that always, yeah. so we always went to the... Yeah, so we games. split those, uh, yeah, a quarter ticket type of deal, and yeah, we had some good tickets. And, oh, yeah, uh, so, but definitely watching those rivals. Yeah, so oh. we split that every, a quarter ticket, a quarter season, and uh, oh yeah, my goodness, yeah, we saw a lot of ta- a lot of games up close, and uh, that was when Wall was playing, and uh, like, well, just I mean the uh, the legends of the Abs, you know. Oh, well, absolutely, and then there, there was times when uh, 
uh, we would like swap games and like I told we were talking me and Ross were talking the other day when uh, we, we got a uh, me and Casey actually uh, got tickets on the glass and it was we were sitting there on the glass and it was like we were sitting there Joe Sackick and me um, we me and Casey were sitting on the glass on the corner when uh, Sackick was a plane and it was like oh my god you know when somebody like Sackett can can be smashed up against the glass right in front of your face you can literally smell his cologne whoa whoa that's too close too close you know but hey can I get your autograph you're trying to you're trying to cram your 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 Joe you got a you got a a white head you need to pop right there but well and even I got some uh, super sweet behind the bench ducks tickets one time and just watching George Peros and Solani and all, even George Peros just oh, yeah. it was just like the guys are huge you know? but it they, was fun they just fun. they they create such an aura when you're like right there oh it's you fun know? it's especially, really fun especially especially during the game like to be that close to a player oh yeah like in the midst of battle basically yeah. or it's, even on the bench you get to see their little weird things that they do on the bench and shit before they go out on their, yeah. their shift and everything oh yeah it's so cool Dude. Uh, you you guys actually have like a uh, uh, a little story about uh, involving some edibles and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, yeah yeah we we involved on some uh, edibles before that game and we I tried to get my Solani jersey yeah. signed and I was just sitting there just like with the jersey in hand like just enamored on how big these guys were. Because like, you were right behind the Anaheim bench. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, he was right behind the <laughs> And uh, from what you told me is that, like, that that like that whole game, you were just, like, you were just awe-stricken. Yeah. We were, we were awe-stricken and a, uh, and, and a little bit stoned. That, that is very... <laughs> but, as I said, you get those big guys up there, and it's just nuts, man. Oh, it just changes the entire dynamic of, like, your ideal, like, especially after watching it on TV for so, so long, you know, and actually, like, getting, getting the chance to witness them in real time, in real life, it's, it almost becomes, like, a completely different thing. Oh, yeah. No, it makes you more involved with the game, I think. Oh, yeah, and that, and that's, and that's the biggest part about it, is that, like, you know, like, always always finding new and uh, different uh, ways to look at the game yes, or to see the game or to like experience the game and that's the biggest part about it I think for me you know I mean I mean after us doing this entire podcast like all the all the different kind of people that we get to talk to that have a different uh, you know have, have such a different outlook on the game and have like and have come from such you know uh, you know, maybe not strange. Like vast but, differences of like where they've come from, in a sense, is what you're saying. Yeah, and 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 like the fact that you can experience that just being at a game. Oh yeah. And it could be a, a different game every single time. You know. Oh yeah. Different players bring different auras, bring different uh, you know uh, different impacts, and and the fact that you get a like you you are witnessing. This like this wonderful game that we love so much, in such different ways, just by 
uh, seeing different players in real time is it's it's really confounding how um how, how cool how cool it, this game really is oh yeah well and as i said that close and everything like that because you get to see their little weird things that they do on the ice and everything like that before face-offs and shit oh yeah I, I, I do gotta say uh, um, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna I'm gonna put you twos on the spot, Dad. What do you think your uh, uh, What do you think your most memorable moment uh, on the ice or around the ice is? I'll tell you what, mine was off the ice. <laughs> Go on. Mine was mine was the night that Milan Hayduk was knocking on the front door and came in the house and. Uh, the same place where we played knee hockey countless hours, and Milan Hayduk is standing in our living room. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I, and and to further that, we're out drinking beers and eating burgers with him, and just talking just about everything. It wasn't even all about hockey. No, it was just you know. It's just sitting there drinking beers with the guy and just how human. You know, sometimes you think these people aren't even human. They're like, uh, you know, just so untouchable or unreachable. Godly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, almost. And and just how great that guy was. You know. Or like your moment with, with Landis Scott too. Oh yeah, and, and Landis Scott, but, but but more more hey dude, because we got to yeah, go out with him and of you know sit down, eat with him drink beers and, and just spent the evening with him, you know. But yeah, Landeskog's another one. He, you know, that, that night, actually, it was uh, last game of the season. They played... Uh, last game of Milan Hayduk's career, actually. Yeah, right. And that uh, was, uh, they, they played Minnesota, got beat. So that was a bummer. <sighs> it didn't matter, just, you know, it didn't matter. But, I mean, well, it mattered to us. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> And we saw Kevin Dubnik down there, Dubnik, and how tall that, that dude is huge, man. Six foot five, oh, six foot seven, huge, 200 man. pounds. Wow. I know, the guy is huge. Wow. I couldn't believe it. But anyhow, and uh, abs finally started coming out, you know, some of them came out and Talking to Cody, uh, Duchesne, uh, Johnny Mitchell, uh, Stasny. Stasny's a cool guy. He come out and just talk to Cody like he knew him for freaking years. Yeah, just talk, talk hockey for about 15 minutes. And yeah. Then, uh, and then Zach Parisek come yeah, walking. Yeah, snuck, snuck around a curtain so he didn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, you know, they have that uh, that place where people, you know, can get uh, autographs from people coming out of the. There wasn't that many people there. You there, were, there were probably like a bunch five of little teenage girls, teenage girls waiting for Gabriel Landeskog, which right. we'll get to. Right. But um, <laughs> might have been one of these. You. Oh and God, you. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that Swedish beauty. I'll wait all day for that Swedish beauty. But I wonder, uh, there wasn't even ten people there. You know, waiting. And I mean, you've got you've got like at least maybe uh, half a football is field length away from where he's coming out. Yeah. As soon as he turns the corner and he looks at all the people that are down here, he takes a beeline for like the uh, the most They had curtains exit. like on, on one side, you know, <laughs> curtains. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a maybe reception area or Yeah, it's like a foyer or something. Yeah, it's something where they're the storing chairs and crap like that. He went out of his way 
to go act back in that dark area and go all the way around to where people were standing to get cool. to the bus. I thought, you little weenie bastard, man. What a piece of shit. You know? Yeah, and so, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're having fun, you know. Uh, Not that I even wanted it. I, I didn't want to talk to him. No, but, I mean, there were, like, a couple wild fans that were getting pretty stoked. I mean, there were, yeah. like, maybe two or three wild fans that were... You know, and obviously Zach Parise, a big wild guy, like they probably would have loved to talk to him, but no, you couldn't even be bothered. Yeah. But you know, we're having fun. We're you know, got to talk to Johnny Mitchell, uh, Matthew Shane, Paulie Walnuts. Like he sat and talked hockey with me, like we were like the oldest friends. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought you know that pro hockey players are the most human out of anybody. You know. Like, well, they are. That's what was so are. weird about Parise. Yeah, you, you know, it's like they, really, dude. They call that times uh, you know, with the. But he's an American, so that, you know. <laughs> well, I bet he'd help you break into a car. You know, well, yeah. well, let's say, you know, being involved with hockey and stuff in your youth organizations, they always, every year they always seem to have a, a night where they get a couple abs guys to come skate around with the kids, you know. I mean, they have all age groups. There's a thousand kids on the ice, and, the, you know, the abs player skates with them or whatever city you're from. And, uh and they're just the coolest guys. They'll stop to do anything, you know. I mean, I got a, I still got a original abs hat with the, with, with the Yeti footprint on it. I got Scott Parker's autograph on it. Oh, you know? and it how much it, you it, want it for that? <laughs> everything. Um, everything. You know, I got but I mean, have everything. But to watch the guys when my my boys were refing and stuff, and they would do the the mic jamborees, and you know, and Sackick stood in the corner and stuff. You know, he wanted his privacy, but. You know, I mean, he was there, but, but but he was there, you know. But you just they they're, I mean, but you can, you know, but uh, like I say, you go to these these outings and stuff that you know, they, the players come to the organizations and they they don't avoid anything, you know. They'll sit there, they'll talk fishing with you if you want. It's not like you know you'll hear the old basketball interview with, with Alan Iverson. It's practice. I mean, we're talking about practice. Yeah. You know, you know, don't you know? <laughs> nobody's bigger than the game itself. You know, and, and hockey players seem to hold that more dear to, than anybody. Oh no, I tell you yeah. what, hockey players are more appreciative of their sport than any other sport. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. else thinks they invented the sport. Hockey players just play their. Sport. Yeah, like we're just yeah, like these yeah. these animals, monsters who just go out on the ice and fight and. You know, our goal is to draw blood, you know, with each other all the time. That's what I think the stigma behind hockey is. You have to be tough, and you have to be relentless, and you have to have to show no emotion. But it's quite the opposite, for sure, when you meet these players. Yeah, and, and, and to, to add to that, like, uh, so, yeah, we're, we're basically hanging out here, you know. Um, Marty, shout out to Marty, obviously from Dog yeah, Nation. Yeah, Dog he's Nation, one, that's our boys. He's the one that got us down there because that was like that was. No, he's the one that got Neil on here too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was like a, that. This whole thing was like a year after um, I got out of the hospital, and so yeah, we're sitting down there, and here comes uh, Gabe Landeskog, and these uh, this group of like five or six little teeny poppers. Just surround him like screaming. Oh, oh my God, Gabe Oh my God, he's so hot. <laughs> and uh, one of the girls actually, um, she uh, she had a friend that could not uh, come to the game apparently, and she asked Gabe to call this girl that was at home. Ross. And so. Uh, like, all right, Gabe Landeskog, probably nice guy, one on one. 
uh, you know, he could have just been like, no, I gotta get on the bus, you know, I'll, 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 I'll sign something for her, no, he got on the phone, called that, called that gal, and talked to her for about 15 minutes, and as soon as, like, as soon as she answered, and Gabe said, hey, this is Gabe Landeskog, I, I was like five feet away, I could hear her just like, you know, like teen girls scream into the phone that it was Gabe Landeskog, so apparently, she was like the hugest fan, about 15 minutes on the phone. <laughs> on the phone. Didn't know the gal, like, didn't have to do that at all. And as soon as he was done with that, he turns around, and I was like, alright, I'm, I'm getting in on it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk to Gabe Landeskog. So I start rolling up to him, and I, I hold my hand out to, like, uh, to have him shake my hand. And he's like, no, fuck that, bud. You're giving me a hug. And he gave me the biggest hug ever. Like like the biggest bear hug ever, and that was just oh, that was the, you know that that will always resonate with me. Oh, I melted. Yeah, <laughs> I melted like those. He was screaming shoes. like a little teenager too. Probably, and I'll let it uh, probably was. I, I I probably blacked out at some. He was like you're shaking hands as hug, bro. Right? It's like meeting the Jonas Brothers live. <laughs> no, seriously, I you know I just went into you know. Be like a casual guy, you know, like, I, I, you know, like, a lot of these guys that they don't like when you gush over them or whatever. And I just wanted to, you know, like, give him a handshake and tell him how happy I was that he was with the team. And he, uh, he was just like, no, I, I ain't fucking shaking your hand. I'm giving you a hug. And um, I'm just going to break this down real quick. Uh, you know, being, uh, being in a wheelchair, I'm not going to try to make this about being in a wheelchair or anything, but... Being in a wheelchair, a lot of people are, like, kind of standoffish about how they touch you, you know? And yeah. uh, No, I, I see where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, they'll give you, like, a, uh, like, those ass out, kind of, like, I want to, you know, I, I don't want to break you, kind of, like, I don't know how to touch you kind of thing. Gabriel Landeskog, he's just like, man... Bring it in and gave me a big ass bear hug, man. It was pick you out of the pick you up out of the chair. Serious, and <laughs> and you know, for me in in that situation in my life, you know, like I I was a year out of, I was a year out of the hospital after breaking my neck, and you know, like um, a lot of people other than my like my close family really didn't know how to treat me, or how to like be around me, or just how to touch me. That sounded weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> All right. Are we back to the uncle? Yeah, back to my uncle. Or, huh? uh, all right, uh, yeah. Back to my uncle's, he says. Or uh, let's just say how to interact with me physically. Yes, yeah, that's yes. better. And, you don't even have to put the physically thing in there. And <laughs> for, for, him to adjust, for him to just act so like cordial and comfortable... With like me in my position, yeah, he was just like it, it was it, just so cool, man. It really, it really just made my, uh, just like made my life, you know. After that, like you know, because like you know, in in those kind of periods, you're just like thinking, like, well, I mean, even me, you know, I was like, how do how do I hug people, you know? And he just he, he like, uh, you know, just a hockey player for the Colorado Avalanche made it clear on how to like continue my life yeah which was huge and I, and like honestly you know maybe he didn't realize how much that meant to me but it meant that much to me and that's that's why I will never forget that moment for yeah. sure 
I mean, as I've talked about with like Glenn Healy and stuff at the the hall, they, they, none of those guys had to come up and talk to me or anything like that and just shoot the shit with me. I was just standing there by myself. Yeah. They just come up. No, hey, how you doing? Like you know. Yeah, then Lindros needed a pair of tits to get a, uh, get yes, a picture with you. Yes, yes, but besides that, it's just. You thought you were a chick? No, no, <laughs> no. I had to. I had to. I had no, to. no, you already told me that, Ross. Come on, I already know that story. <laughs> no. My buddy, oh, my buddy Todd had his wife lured him Shout to out take to a Todd picture. Swatsky. Yeah, lured. <laughs> no, no, she's she, like, no, he, she literally had to. Yeah, she had she's to. like, hey, do you want to get a picture? And he goes, oh yeah. Oh yeah, and baby. He, he, she goes, all right. Well, there's my friend. Well, I've got a beard and long hair at that point, so I'm no, like I, the Kaiko caveman at this yeah, point. Yeah, Tiffany, like, yeah, Tiffany, just like. <laughs> you know, like, he the female persuasion, and, like, Lindros, like, was not talking to anybody other than, like, hockey greatness. Yeah. And then T- Tiffany, uh, <laughs> Tiffany goes up there and, hey, can you, uh, and, and Lindros is even known for not even taking pictures with, like, fans and stuff. Oh, yeah. But Tiffany, you know, a buxom, uh, a buxom, uh, lass. woman. Lass. Uh, goes up there like, hey, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna take a picture? He's like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> and then, and then Tiffany like turns, t- uh, yeah, and then Tiffany turns and points at Ross. So yeah, you're taking a picture with him, and you can even see in the picture how no. pissed off he is <laughs> to take that picture. <laughs> There, there's two pictures. There's one that I posted on Facebook where we're both smiling, and then there's one before where he is. Oh, you can see how just like upset he was. And Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany even had to tell him to smile. Yeah, yeah. 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 the first picture. He looked so pissed off, and then like <laughs> Tiffany was like, "Come on, at least smile." And, and he then did. You got that- the second picture. <laughs> but no, besides Lindros, it's just like I love that hockey oh culture God, like... that, that, that they like they just come up and talk to you. Oh, do you know wine? No, I don't. That's why I'm drinking beer. Well, I like me a good beer. You want to go up and get a beer? Yeah, it's just that shit like that right there. They don't have to talk to people. They like, don't have to do it. Was that easy? <laughs> I, it happened, man. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. What about your hockey memories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, well, obviously, we got the two cups with the abs. And always think, you know, once you get hockey in, you know, it's just, you know, you always support your team. But uh, then uh, coaching and stuff, uh, I really miss coaching. I like to get back into it, like I said. And, uh, and uh, when Bryce was at PB one year, you won. Regulation uh, games just end, you know, after whatever it is after three periods. But, yeah. but in, in this one tournament at Highland, they, uh, you know, you had to have a winner have a uh, shootout at the end. And, uh, and Bryce here got the got the winning shootout goal. I'll never forget that. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was crazy. That was when I was wearing the big old Jofa helmet. My first year of squirts. Well, there you go. There you go. It is pretty you funny. You probably have been in the NHL if you'd have kept wearing that damn helmet. <laughs> it's really hilarious he says that because that same year I got most improved on my in-house squirt team. So I nice. think, yeah, it was a good year for me in terms of hockey. My first year playing, coming out winning that goal was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that year you went from a 
basically a little better than an ankle bender to a, a travel player the next season. It's nah, a big a jump in one year. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk about all right, the last, last thing I want to get from all three of you. Uh, your favorite per- players growing up or back in the day. Oh, here you go. Compared to now. So, Tracy, I'm going to go go with you first. Well, when I was a kid playing, uh, I'm a defenseman, so before this started, I should have asked you all Look to talk slow. But uh, my, my, my mine was Bobby Orr. Is that Bobby. Yeah. And uh, today I'm, I'm still a defensive fan, so uh, it was uh, Tyson Berry to the Avs traded him. Uh, I thought he was a great clutch defenseman, man. But now, but now it's obviously a uh, Macar, and if we ever get uh, Byron back on the ice, it'd be a oh big god, oh nice. Well, after that comment, we are college. going to Canada. <laughs> yeah, for real, we're taking you back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dad. What about you? Uh, your uh, your favorite player back then, as well, compared to now? You know, a lot of my players were on the Dayton Gems, you know, and there were some Trottiers <laughs> that played there, and. Uh, uh, I would say one of them. You know, they, they were. I don't know if they were actually Brian's brothers or older brothers or, or I don't know. Yeah, there were a few trashies that played. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I and you know, out of the whole organization, I think maybe I think we looked it up, didn't we, one day? And there was only like maybe five or six that actually made it in the NHL. Yeah. Goalies. And, yeah. But you know, I I just. I don't know. I, I wasn't into one certain person. It's just the whole idea of the team, you know. Oh, and I can say, I mean, there, you know, it, we had the Dayton Jibs. You know, there was never a pro game anywhere close. Detroit would have been the closest. Oh, God. Yeah, who wants to go there? Man? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my God. There ain't enough baths in the world to wipe that stench off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, who... <laughs> Who do you think about now? Who do you like? Like, who would you like if you had to get a jersey of somebody right now? Who who would it be? Well, is that a Father's Day present you're thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) No, your Father's Day present is being on this episode, bud. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll take that. Where's my check? Well, I know you're. Stefan Yell guy back in the day, but well, like, I love Denmark. Yes. You know, I I, I I like the I like the uh, second liners and third liners better than I do the first. You know, not that I don't like the first liners, but I like the scruffers, man. Those the guys get out there, and just put it all down on the freaking they, line every yeah. night. They don't get the glory that these you know the big guys do and shit. They don't always know? show up on the score sheet. No, you know they don't have to. You know, yeah, nobody, you know. There's a lot of guys out there. You don't have to score. You don't have to score or show up on the score sheet and still be an awesome player. You know. Yeah, you just have to show up and do your job. Right. And that's and what those it, boys did. Exactly. Exactly. And I think uh, you know right now I think Kale McCarr is a guy that uh, kind of fits kind of fits in it. He, you know, he's got that store. It's kind of star status right now. But he can also play the other yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm just real impressed with him. Yeah. I mean, there's no question, man. I mean, that guy's got it. That kid is. Yep, he's good. Freaking good. Yeah. He's good. You know. You know, and I used to like, you know, 
Laffy. You know, guys like that. Guys that give blood and skin. Yeah, Ian LaPere, yeah. Yeah. You can't forget that nose. Man. I'll <laughs> never forget that. You know, after you know that, that playoff he was in after they, he got traded. And he was in that one playoff game. That guy looked like somebody sent him got to that, a freaking meat blender. Got that slap shot right oh to the face. Oh, my gosh. That guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Played, he played for the Flyers. Yeah, yeah. when he went yeah, back Flyers, to yeah. And he blocked that shot. Oh, he was just tore the F up, but he was yeah. still playing. You know, the great right. thing about Ian LaPerriere, I think some uh, somebody... Uh, you know, in hockey media, is like, uh, uh, are you ever like, wh- why haven't you got your nose fixed? He's like, well, I still got a few years of hockey left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get yeah. that shit fixed after, <laughs> after, after hockey. Because I guarantee you, I'm gonna break it at least a couple more times. Yeah. You know, that's one guy I wish we would have been able to got to meet. Yeah, I would have loved yeah. to talk to that guy, man. Oh, you know, that dude's got some stories. You know he does. Him, Footer, and Richie had faces and noses for the ages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Footer especially. Yeah. Yeah, Footer especially. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Keith, what about you? Uh, Back in the day and then not today. It had to be the Forsberg or Footer, man. Those two guys. Man, we were old old schoolers, but I I tell you what, both those guys were, were. We loved both. Both those guys. Talk, sure. talk about that last Adam Foot shift ever, man. Oh, that was classic. He was man. just murking everybody left and right. But yeah. don't, you, you, you know, you're talking about two guys that could have played 30, 40 years oh, ago. Oh, absolutely. You know, they could have played 30, 40 yeah, years ago. They could, they yeah. could play now. Oh, I know. That's Especially what I'm saying. Peter yeah. 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 In, in his prime, he could play right now and not miss a lick. Yeah. You know? He would still be a star. Oh yeah, you know, no question in my mind. And Footer too. Well, and I always said that Footer made Patrick Wall's career. Oh, absolutely. Here. Oh, absolutely. You know, without he him, it, he did. Yeah, but without oh, him, yeah, Wall yeah. wouldn't. And, have and vice up. versa, I think. I think Wall caused Wall to go back and get it off the board. Yeah. And and help Footer didn't have to run two hundred foot every you know, every shift. You know, I I just think those two together was just like freaking gold. Man. I don't think I don't think Adam Foot would have ever had to us. Step foot. See what I did Ooh, there. Yeah. <laughs> behind uh, oh, that behind the net without P, uh, Patrick for, uh, Wall. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, they they, they just worked so well together. Yeah. You know. Oh, just which a, which safe footer with blow time and shit. You know, he could go up and down and not have to worry about being, you know, behind the net. A lot of yeah. That, Use that energy in front of the net. Right, right. All right. So who'd you uh, who'd you talk about right now, there, Keith? Mm, well, I like Forsberg. I really well, do. No, right now. Oh, it, oh it, right in this now. Day and age, oh, yeah. right now. Day and age. Oh my goodness. I I like Macar. I like Macar a lot. I like your dad. I like Macar a lot. We got to see his first. Yeah, we like to see his. We got to see his first goal up. We were there. That's right, because yeah. I remember texting well, you that night. Well, I was like, we were there. You lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, we, yeah. we were there. Yeah, yeah we, we were, were there, there at the Calgary game, and yeah. uh, I was crawling yeah. all over my dad, screaming, and yeah. he was doing vice <laughs> yeah. versa. It was. We were there. That's yeah. awesome. Man. That was a oh. good game. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he, I think he's he's the future. He's like the. The next footer, that's for sure. You know, I think he might be even more on the line of being a Ray Bork type. He's going to grow. He's going to oh, get big. He's going to no, get stronger. No, I Car's got a lot of offense. So, though, so much. Paul Coffey, Paul Ray Coffey, Bork 100%. status. So you don't right think there. no resemblance to Bork? 
Well, no, no, there's, 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 there's no. resemblance to both, but yeah. a lot more he's, with Paul Coffey. No, he's got both the games though. Yeah. He's got such a such right. a, uh, a, a, a like such a unique intuition when it comes to defense, but then he's got that incredibly offensive minded where yeah. Paul But then again, I think technically and skating wise, he's just I think he's superior to both. He's, both. Oh, he's oh absolutely there's no question. But when you, you know? look back well, well all right, let's just take it back to when Paul Coffey was in his prime. Yeah. Oh. He was probably the best skater in, his, the in his time, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's where that's where I say yeah. uh Cal McCarr equates to a I would Paul like to Coffey. see him at, I, I would like to see him in the skills uh Competition. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, he's and, phenomenal. Uh, I'd like to see him and Nate go around the ring. Same. <laughs> I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be good? I mean, let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Absolutely. I mean, I think that would be an awesome matchup, him and Nate going to that. that that's <sighs> Oh. Or like a one-on-one too. That'd be yeah. that'd be really cool to see too. Well, yeah. Like a, a Macar and a Mac uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Well, boys. Uh, so I we're got, not going to talk about. Let's throw Gerard in there just because. <laughs> no. Well, we're not going to talk about our unprotected list. Oh. 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 oh, come on, boys. Right. Let's step up to the plate. I guess he's a uh, cut from the team, right? Step up to the plate, boys. All right, all right, Billy, quickly. you're not on the podcast anymore. I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Am I banned till next Father's Day? All right, I'll give you this. I, I'll pose this question. From the Avalanche, you can cut one and you can keep one for next year. Tracy, go. Well, not cut uh, one, unprotect them. That's a fair question. Cut one. Well, that, well, yeah. Or it yeah. happen anyways. Uh, protect one and unprotect. There one. we go. There we go. Oh boy. I I I think I'd let Kadri go. I just don't. Your son I, is really I, about I know that. he's a big Kadri fan, but I just don't see that much production out of him myself. Oh, he choked. So, so who who'd you protect? <laughs> Uh, who's on the line? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've got I mean, uh, Jonas Donskoy, uh, Ryan Graves, JT Comfer is kind of looking like they might I'd be. I keep Donskoy. I'd protect Donskoy. Okay. All right, Dad. Um, <laughs> you want mine? <laughs> protect one, no, unprotect one. Uh, <laughs> unprotect. Oh, oh. Not with that kind Sammy. of. Sammy. So you would not protect Sammy G? I would not protect him for shit. Oh, man. The second year in a row, this guy's choked, man. Tracy, second year in a row, he's choked. Last year, come on. No, you freaking kidding me? We've lost that because of him. Man, the way that guy stick handles on the line. I don't care. Tracy, you can stick (laughs) handle all you want. You can't move from anybody out of out of the front of the net. He's too light, too small. He can't yep. move anybody out of the front of the net. Exactly, That's my issue with exactly. him. Exactly. 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 All right. Yep. So, but and his mind. He. I don't think he has a hockey mind myself. No. As a defensive man, man, those back doors he let open in that. Light, come on, you yeah. freaking kidding me? He, he, He's not a rookie anymore. Okay. He knew where he should have been, and he wasn't there. I agree. I mean, at, 
He he's a skilled skater, skilled stick handler. Oh no, he's awesome. Yeah, he Put is. Put him in but, a forwards position because he can't play deep. Yeah, he should be playing wing if he wants to stick handle and skate like that. Yeah, I totally agree. But at the end of the day, I mean, the guy is just too light. He just not. Yeah. You know, he's not a tough hockey player. I mean, is what I'm saying. Mentally, he's yeah. yeah I got to admit that now that you you brought it up. I mean, yeah, the, the only time he catches your eyes is when they're in the offensive zone. Right. Yeah. Good point. Well, and I mean, or you the, could the, just, or they turned it over. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you could almost do like a Mark Shifley thing because he used to be a big body, just stay at home defenseman, and now he's just a big body in front of the net now, and uh, he's scoring goals. Are you talking about Dustin Bufflin? No. Well, Mark Shifley. He oh. never a defenseman. Yeah, he was. That was Dustin Bufflin. No, it, no. Mark Schleifley back in the day was a defenseman in like junior oh, hockey juniors. and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, and they, uh, coach made him swap up his game and he just excelled. But Dustin Bufflin's another one that actually well, yeah, did he, it. In he, 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 he went the opposite way. He was a forward and he went to yeah, the defense. Yeah, he went back to D. We could use Bufflin. Well, no, I, I would rather, I'd rather uh, make stick out with, with a shotgun shell. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's, uh, who's, on your prote- who's on your protected then? Tyson Jost. Whoa. Whoa. This is right, Tracy. He's coming along, ain't he? He's coming history. along. No, 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 no. You got to understand how young that guy is. He ain't that old. And no, I tell you what, in this he, year, he, he this, was drafted early, though. Yeah, but this place, this this year, this year in a whole, I'd say last year, I wouldn't have protected him last year. No way. If that came up. Yeah. But he's improved. And you gotta yes. admit that. Oh, he's found a completely different game on the I PK. Agree with well, he's Harris. in a different position than he was last year too. Yes. As far as his, what he's supposed to be taking care yeah, of. Yeah, because he's or more whatever. of a centerman and shit right, like that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He's he's. Uh, you know, I gotta give him a, a lot of credit for like reinventing his game. And he was busting ass in the playoffs. Man. That is yeah. a good point. All right, you Keith. Know. All right, yeah. I, I, who I, am I going to keep? Who are you going to protect and who aren't you going to protect? I'm going to protect Cadre. Ooh. Why? Ooh, I like him. Heard a lot of jeers in the crowd. Yeah. Well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, just because you like a guy, that doesn't mean you got to protect him. I just like him. He's just good. He's a gritty player. He's a hard-nosed player. He's... He's a guy we need. Me, we need a hard-nosed let me player. Post. You're right about that. We do need hard oh, more. We need a hard-nosed player. We need a, but a, a, smart, a guy that's a out smart. there putting his nose out in front of the player. You yeah, know, but he's, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, he's not that smart. Well, <laughs> smartness. We, we we got a lot of dumb players. There's, yeah, there's we no, do. Play, there's no. There's Patrick no. Patrick Nemeth. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. We'll put dumb players up in front of the league. But anyway, we got a lot of dumb players. But uh, you know, Cadre, I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, I, I would agree with you as long as he can stay out of the fucking suspension zone. Right, and, and can keep out of the penalty box, but I like him. He's oh. a good player. But you got to admit, since he's been with the Avs, he's been a lot better. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. And his face-off percentage has right. gone up. And, right. that, and, right. that, and, well, that's what pisses me off is because if he wasn't suspended, that fucking Vegas... We could have used that. Been, completely different. Would have been flopped, probably. Because, we probably could have swept that series well, right, if we had that. Right, because he would have been a big, big, big... He would have helped us, I would have hoped. But, but that's uh, the thing, is that when you when you give him the fire, 
he seems to burn himself. Well, yes, but I, well, I, I you know, he, but he's so clutch. He, when we need him, he is so clutch. Right. Like, like last year's playoffs, there was oh, he was, three yeah, well, instances. That's exactly what I was expecting for this Me, year's playoffs. Exactly. I, I think and then he does, did. does some stupid shit yeah. like he did. In but then we have to depend yeah. on Burakovsky after that, right? But so Burakovsky my point is, I like too. <laughs> we're back on the cadre train. So who, no. Okay. So, yeah. who, so <laughs> who aren't you protecting? Who who could you be okay with leaving? I would give Nimitz. Oh, Nemitz is gone. Yeah. Oh, God, throw yeah. somebody yeah. else. Bye, Nemitz. Because he, he, so. he was just a playoff acquisition. Right, right. Yeah, I think he was just one of those deals. But, but who else? Simmons, maybe. Well, what do you mean, who else? Oh, I, th- I thought I only had that one McDonald. Nemitz. Nemitz. Oh, McDonald. Right. He's already gone. Huh? He's already gone. Oh, okay. Well, I... I hmm. God, now I gotta make more decisions. What about, Com- <laughs> what about Comper? I told you we were no Comper talk yet on the table there, bud. No Comper talk yet. No, gosh, I like um. No, who do you want to get rid of? No, he already. No, he, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He always has a hard time with this. Yeah, I got a hard time with this. I don't know. Well, we'll give it. Nemet, Nem, Nemet's. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah your, your your dream came true. He's gone. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he is gone. He's out of here. Out of here. What about the bubble? Who's on the bubble? Yeah, who's, who's on, on the, the bubble? Comper. Yeah, well, Joe to me is on the bubble. There you go. I don't agree. Joe to me is on the bubble. Yeah. Or Johnson or Comper. Well, Johnson to me is. Well, I like Johnson, but he's on the bubble. Oh, uh, he's gone. Yeah, I forgot he's, about. I already forgot about EJ. I, oh, I, I like him a lot, but he's on the bubble. I, well, I love the guy when he was, you know, when you could keep him healthy, but you can't keep him yeah, healthy. That's anymore. the problem. Yeah. He's not going to be healthy. Keep him healthy. Seriously, man. Any time, like any time, he actually gets healthy, like two games later. Yeah. Fucking like clockwork. He'll come up and fire up, and he'll score a goal or do something great, and then. He's hurt again. Yep. Right. He can't do while that, he gets man. a lucky right. one from the point. Other than that, he's uh, just on right. track. Yeah. He's good for two or three games, and then he's hurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this whole unprotected thing um, with a very controversial statement here. Oh, oh, so bold, so controversial. I'm gonna do a George Clooney look up. <laughs> Grubauer. I agree with you. Do not protect Grubauer. I agree. 100% actually. I agree with that. I agree with that. The only way, the only way we're going to be able to sign Landy and McCarr this year is if either Grubauer takes another three, $3 million deal or he moves on. There is no possible way to keep Landy, McCarr, and Grubauer. I'm going to tell you right now, our future of goaltending at this point is Jonas Johansson and Eustace Anunen. We'll see. What's up with Frank Sos? Uh, I would take, yeah. I mean, uh, if Fran, like, Francis just had a like, very invasive hip surgery, he's up in the air. But as of right now, our future of goaltending is in Eustace Anunen and Jonas Johansson. What about Dubnik? Dumnik's gone after this. This was, this was th- that was clearly a Michael Hutchinson grab. Yeah. I'm not sure if we have enough sample size to say that. To be honest with you, he's 
maybe played eight games or less for us. So I'm looking at that and just kind of like, you know, it's there's not enough sample size. He can definitely pull it around, but Straight I definitely from Jerry Bednar's mouth. Dubnik. No, uh, Jonas Johansson, straight from Jared Bednar's mouth. He is the hardest working player in practice. He is the future of Colorado Avalanche goaltending. Straight from Jared Bednar's mouth. So, I'm not sure how good I feel about that, to be honest. Do what you want with it. I mean, honestly, from coming over from a shitty team like Buffalo, playing the night. He gets into town. Yeah, he let in a bad game. He's been fucking solid ever since. Yeah. Well, and also, if you look at the Rochester... Was it the Rochester Americans that he played with? Yeah. He had a stellar defense in front of him, like we do right now. The guy can play lights out. Like, if you go and look up his AHL stats, the guy is just phenomenal. The more more time he gets in... uh, uh, in the professional rank, it's going to get better. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking about Eustace Anunin, the man who, at 18 years old, completely ruled the Finnish Liga. Set a record for time that he has not let a goal in. 365 minutes straight. That's, That's the last time I checked. That's, like, basically the Montreal Canadiens, like, record of them leading throughout the playoffs. That's six games without a goal. Yes. That's six games with the Montreal Canadiens leading. Well, five games in a period or two. Well, yes, but... But, I'll tell you right now, I I will leave Grubauer and I will put... The future of the Colorado Avalanche goaltending in Pavel Francouz, Jonas Johansson, and Eustace Anunen's hands. So, no Dubnik? No, he I think Dubnik's just, he's just unprotected bait. Yeah, he's. I think that's why they. That's like expansion draft bait. Well, and that's what I thought that Johansson was until they got Dubnik. I'm like, oh, that's just fodder for them to fucking just trade out. It is. That's exactly what. Yeah, you're right, Ross. I agree. And I and I got a beat. Did we ask about the bubble? Who's on the bubble? Where's the bathroom? Uh, well, um, if we're gonna say on the bubble, I'm I'm talking about the whole, uh, the entire Avalanche as a whole is on the bubble. No, I'm talking about a player on the bubble, on the unprotected list. Uh, Ryan Graves. Really? Um, I mean, you've got a, uh, you've got, you've got Seattle looking to bolster some defense. Yeah. Ryan Graves is the odd man out when we're looking at uh, protected people. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I, Sam Gerard, I would take freaking Ryan Graves over Sam Gerard. I don't. Any. I, I the guy's sit about six five. He's knocking heads, man. Yeah, but Ron, for uh, but uh, Sammy Gerard still has six years on his contract. Ron I Francis know. isn't going to tie himself up like that. No. Well, I think that was a bad move to start with. Well, I don't know, and you know I'm a huge plus minus guy. Why I love fucking EJ and shit like that. Oh, I mean, uh, Ryan Graves is the same way. He's a very defensively responsible player, and I feel that we still need that on this roster. 
just to almost not like just to have them, but just to keep ourselves in check. Just within the game, and just morally, all of that. No, trust me. In a perfect world, I would, I would absolutely keep Graves as well. But yeah. I mean, you've got Taves, Makar, and uh, Sammy G's long-term contract. And I forgot about Sammy G. So I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, we very know. <laughs> if I was Joe Sackett, I would put Rantadin. Sammy G and Grubhauer out there for a package to trade to get somebody back there Ooh. that can play a freaking bit of defense. Uh, then, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, we'll, you we'll do f- a three for two. You get a really good goaltender, goaltender and somebody and a, a that stud plays ass freaking defense. I fucking love that Are idea. Are you with me? I'm with you, Okay, Bill. baby. You're a realist. I'm a real. You know that about <laughs> no, me. You know that about me. <laughs> no, package. Really? Rampant, really? Oh, package yeah. Oh, yeah. That's choking. To get, a, uh, get Jamie Alexa. Trace, if he would have scored that goal, oh. that would have turned that freaking goal. If he would have scored that wide open goal, that would have turned that freaking game around. Exactly. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great too. players that miss easy. Uh, you can't, games. you can't choke like that, and he does it every year. I haven't. But, oh, oh. all right, boys. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this was another incredible, incredible Father's Day episode. Yes. These are why are this is one of my favorite ones of all time. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, Basically, uh, to every father out there, happy Father's Day. Um, thank you for not wearing a condom. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I did, man. <laughs> I was just so strong, I still got through. Um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, Tracy, Phil, you guys, uh, Keith, you guys want a uh, Keith? Uh, you guys want to send me shout outs or just say hi to anyone? Hey, don't we get anything? Like, uh, you know, Father's Day. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you got to be on this episode. I already told you that. Oh, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. I feel ripped off sec- two days and two two years in a row. I'm really ripped off. Well, you know, maybe, maybe you should have had a better kid. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll like to say, Cody, shout out to all the fathers out there. And a shout out to my wife, who without I wouldn't be a father. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and of course, a shout out to my uh, wife and my daughter, who are, I'm sure, somewhere out there in the podcast so. land. <laughs> but if not, anyway, I'd just like to say, without them, I've got a whole family, of course. So, anyway, I love them and I love my whole family. So, what about you, Filipino? Oh, me, huh? Uh, shout out to my girlfriend April and a shout out to your mom. I hope everything works out. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. What about you, boys? Bryce, Ross, you got anything? Uh, yeah, for me, it's of course it's my my dad. If without my dad, I wouldn't be playing hockey and wouldn't have the memories I have with him. And um, thanks for putting me on skates. I really do appreciate that. It's uh, it's been one of my favorite things in my entire life. Um, other than that, you know, our regular sponsors, My Beer Nation and Dog Nation. I just want to say thank you to not even just, I know, the hockey and everything, but just being just the giving people that you guys are. 
like within father like the fatherhood and everything like that oh phil's tearing up but no seriously you guys give give a lot more to the cause than you guys know um and even to the families and stuff like that so hats off to you boys Thank yeah, you, Ross. I, Thank you. I've, I've got to echo that, too. I mean, um, being a dad's not an easy job. And, I mean, especially with us three kids. <laughs> uh, it's easy, been very easy, challenging. Easy. Careful, I'm an angel. But, uh, yeah. That's I mean, just yeah. you, Cody. That's angel. just you. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, never mind. Never mind. It's all of us. But, no, thank you to everything that you guys do for us every day. I mean, still to this day. For what for what you've done for us, and thank you for what you continue to still do for us. And I'm uh, I'm honored every day to be around you guys, and um, I I appreciate everything you do, and love you guys, and thank you so much for that. So love you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I love you too. So, <laughs> wow, that was that was definitely convincing there, Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love you too. I'm, start, I'm starting to tear up again. I had to enforce the question part of that. But no, thank you for everything you guys do. We love you, and a happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank you, and happy Father's Day to whomever may be listening. That's a father. So, um, until next time, V Horsh. Avidasen. Salute. Try the damn thing, see what happens.